World of Warcraft community is the best community ever. It is so good. Around how much it's helped solidify friendships, you know, like... The third faction is the important, is truly the most important, because we all have a say in it. Hello, and welcome to The Third Faction, your good people in gaming podcast. It's Sunday, the 7th of November, 2021. This is show number 32. My goodness me. I'm your host, Sabine Snoth, but you can call me Demi. And as always, I'm joined by the one and only Brico. How are you, buddy? I'm doing wonderful, Demi. It's glad to be back talking with you. It's been too long, and I'm glad that you said earlier that you enjoyed your holiday. So here's to you for your holiday. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I I did enjoy my holiday. I've talked about it quite a lot on stream because um, everybody was asking me how it was, and it was exactly what kiddo and I needed. We did something... Um, not necessarily like expensive or big, but something special every day, whether it was sitting on the beach or going rowing or just going for a long walk. I mean, we seem to spend most of the time walking or eating. So it was like walking, then eating to fuel up from the previous walk and then walking to work off the food from that food, you know, work off the food Cycle. that we just eaten. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really lovely, but I am, I am pleased to be back. Um, and to be busy, like very, very busy. But what have you been up to? Where, what have you been playing? So I got into, now everybody sit down. You sitting down, Demi? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I figured you might be working. You know, yeah. we don't have stand-up desks yet. But anyway, uh, um, I was playing Mercenaries in Hearthstone. Oh, how was that? It was so much fun. I still have no idea what I was doing. But <laughs> It was it was a lot less confusing than the five card um, normal Hearthstone. Yes, um, it was a, it was a lot of fun, and and the animations and and the the voice lines are really fun. It's I recommend it. Plus, you get a you get a mount if you go through the uh, yes. tutorial. And so I did get that mount, cute little mouse. Uh, he's got a little Hearthstone Stosh. board on one side. Yeah, yeah, and his and his uh, jump anime because he doesn't fly. But his jump animation is very cute. It's yes, it's worth it, it is. If you guys like Hearthstone at all, or if if you did it years ago like I did, just to get that uh, that winged horse, uh, I forget what it's called. The Hearthsteed. steed. Yes, the heart steed. Yes. yes, thank you. Um, if you, you, it's less time than that than it took to get yeah. that. So if you guys are interested at all, it's not very tough if I can do it. But I've also been in retail World of Warcraft quite a quite a lot. Hold I the guess. phone. <laughs> right, I got my uh, got my dark iron dwarf shaman Bricko stud up to, I think he's fifty eight now. Um, been nice. grinding with him. We start. We got. I, I usually do my leveling with Lystra, good friend of the show, one of our last guests actually, and and uh, we were gonna wait till nine point one point five for the moss skip, but we couldn't wait anymore. We had to get going, so. So we went through the Maw intro and stuff on those on her. She was on her warlock, and I was on my Dark Iron Dwarf Shaman, which is so fun, by the way. Um, but yeah, leveling him up to get him ready to possibly go punch Sylvanas. <laughs> 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 and uh, and then I've also been playing a little bit of um, classic uh, yes. at the same time, just not as much. It's mostly on alts. 
um, not on my main, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we've been doing the Naked Torrent Shaman with the Lions Pride Tavern folks. That's been pretty fun on Saturdays. <laughs> Just some of the names. We had a guy, one of the guys that joined the Discord is Beef Munyan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but there's some really creative names. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. And then just busy at work. You know, days yes. are getting shorter. So tired at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. But joining us today, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the biggest supporters of so many podcasters, streamers, and other content creators in the WoW and general gaming space as well. If you don't know this person, you might have been sleeping under a rock because it's the one and only Capo. Welcome, Capo. Hello, and thank you for the invite to the show. Glad to finally be here. Uh, you know, originally this thing was scheduled for back in August before the bottom fell out with the ABK stuff. And uh, yeah, I was kind of depressed when we pushed it back, but. Glad we finally got it back together and uh, happy to be here. I can guarantee this will probably be your lowest rated episode to date. Rubbish. Oh, come on. Knock it <laughs> off. Jeez. <laughs> Absolute rubbish. It's, uh, yeah, we did have to, we've had to reschedule quite a few people because I tend to book things. I actually book things almost three months out sometimes. Um, just because it works I like good to- until this summer. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like... So I, yeah, I've uh, kind of... I, I like doing that because I know that it's done, but I've also thought, mm, maybe that's not the smartest thing. So I'm now booking about three at a time. So I'll we'll get to the end of this. So we've got the next two after your good self, Capo, are booked in. And then after that, I'll I'll book in the next three and, and not book quite so far in advance in case uh, in case things happen. So... Eh, hey, you know, understandably so, round about the time that all that stuff was going down, not many people really wanted to have good, happy, warm feelings about WoW or, <laughs> yeah. or Blizzard in general, you know, m- myself included. And I've been playing these games since ugh, the early 2000s. Well, so, yeah. You know, do you guys feel this too? Like when, when Debbie and I talked about it, it was steeped in sadness, but mostly for the folks that dealt with it, obviously. But what do we do with the show? You know, and then, you, you know, you, it took me a long time to realize that I didn't feel bad about my subscription because it's going to those that need it and that I still got enjoyment out of this game. So you don't have to like the company to enjoy the people or the or what they produce, you know. So, but it took me... I was scatterbrained. <laughs> what did it take us, Demi? A couple of weeks to even really talk about it? Yeah. When we went yeah. on, hi- when we were talking about the hiatus or whatever. Yeah. And guys, I- same. I mean, Cap plays a lot of stuff, so I wasn't sure, but you know, well, Demi was playing with some other stuff too. And unfortunately, around the same time all that was starting to go down was when my uh, main PC of the last five years decided to to brick out on me. No pun intended, Bricko. Ah, uh, so <laughs> I've actually been unsubbed from WoW since the middle of August. And uh, I, I just, on another system that I 
got a few weeks ago that a friend was so generous in gifting to me. Um, I just put Battle.net on that system the other day, and I downloaded Diablo 3, but I have not put World of Warcraft back on there yet because uh, this this break from WoW uh, is probably the, the second longest break I've had. The first would have been back in 2016 at the end of WAD when my then six-and-a-half-year-old iMac uh, was having GPU issues, and I kind of walked away from the game for you know, until the beginning of Legion, which was when I got the PC that I had been using. And, uh, you know, that withdrawal was every, every Tuesday night, every Thursday night, you know, even three months into not playing, I was getting the raid itch, you know, feeling like I was letting the team down by not being there. Cause you know, DPS yeah. and a swing healer when they needed it, because by then I had turned mostly DPS from being a healing main. And uh, this time I walked away from the, the game and immediately just was like, eh, actually, I'm glad I can do whatever I want on uh, Thursday night, Friday night, and Monday night, which were my raid nights for the last few years. And I miss, I miss adventuring with my friends, but at the same time, it's like, I don't miss being tethered and having the responsibility of being there for, for yeah. the team, you know? So I, after 17 years, it, it might be just time for me to put the game down for a while, and I'm I'm fine with that this time. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people feeling very similar things, which would be a good opportunity for us to um, get to the business of the day and start some of our actual standard questions. How would you feel about that, gentlemen? I'm ready. All right, then. Greetings, sir and or ma'am. So, Bricko, would you like to take the standard questions or the community questions this time? I can do the standards. That would be fun. Go for it. I'm I'm just itching to talk to Campbell. This has been... (laughs) I get to type to him on streams a lot, but not not necessarily talk talk. So this this will be good. Uh, Are you ready, Campbell? Yeah, yeah. We had a good talk on Discord a couple weeks ago, me, you, and Lister, though, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're friends. I can I can confidently call you a friend, sir. It's good, it's good to have you on. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Are you considering yourself blue team, red team, or purple in the World of <sighs> Warcraft? Can I abstain from answering questions that I don't want to answer on the fact that I know that my answer is going to give you great satisfaction considering that jersey that you've got on? <laughs> people, people can't see because we're not streaming this, but he's wearing a Minnesota Vikings jersey, and the Vikings colors, of course, are purple and gold or yellow or whatever. But I can honestly <laughs> say Team Purple. Uh, from the beginning of the game, I started out my very first character was an undead warlock after about five minutes um, into the game, dying and trying to find my way back to my corpse in Death Knell. I thought about uninstalling the game and uh, <laughs> being done with it. But uh, I re-rolled my night elf druid, Caponis, which is an amalgamation of my last name, Capone, with the uh, U.S. thrown in at the end for a more heroic flair. I've always kind of used that moniker throughout like diablo and other games and stuff where you can name your own characters it's pretty epic by the way i love that and that's how my night elf druid was born um 
And from there, maybe a few months into my WoW career back in maybe March or April of 2005, I decided to dabble with the Horde more seriously, and I rolled my first serious Horde tune, which was an undead priest named Death. <laughs> With the express purpose, because by that time I had made a lot of enemies, just, you know, trade chat and general chat being what it is and being what it was, especially back in 2005. <laughs> I made the Horde tune with the express purpose of leveling it to hunt people in world PvP that I didn't like on the Alliance side <laughs> and, and kill them. And the priest, fantastic. The priest, obviously, because of the mind control gimmick where I could toss people off of cliffs and watch them die. So, so team evil genius. Team purple, Bricko. <laughs> team purple, Skull. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm sure we're getting slaughtered, but hey, thank you so much. I don't even have the game on. I don't even, oh my god, dude. Oh, the, giant, the Giants were winning 17-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter over the Raiders. I don't know what the score is now, but we'll see. Well, good luck. For those of you listening outside of the USA, I believe they're referring to something called Sportball. Yes. Yes. Sportball (laughs) update by Bricko and Capo, brought to you each week by... Or American American football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. All right, so does that answer sort of tie into how you started playing Warcraft and, and what got you hooked? Uh, yes and no. Uh, started playing Warcraft, uh, connected with an old friend of mine from high school, a fellow by the name of Judas, um, who actually did my emojis, the emoji that you see with my, you know, my big ugly face on my stream. He drew that for me. Um, oh, neat. It, you know, he, he and I had known each other since ninth grade. And we reconnected, I want to say, late 2002, early 2003. And had started being in touch again. You know, we graduated in 1992. So it had been quite a while since we had seen or talked to one another. 92, 92, 90, 90, 92. Yeah. So it's it's like uh, (laughs) he was telling me, you know, right around the holidays, 2004, he's telling me, he goes, hey, man, you know, you know, Warcraft, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think it's something you'd really like. And at the time I had been a concept soul fanboy at the time i was nearing the end of my first time playing knights of the old republic on my mac so i had kind of been playing games on my macs and you know along with the stuff that i normally would play on console and i was like i don't know man i'm not really a, a big pc gamer and blah 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 so after about a month of twisting my arm I finally bought the game and I downloaded it. And you, you of course, heard my first adventure with the Undead Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I immediately, I'd say within the first week of logging in, because at the time I was working a full-time job, you know, seven in the morning to three in the afternoon, uh, going to the gym. You know, I had a life, much more active life than I've, had recently um so you know being tied down to something like an mmo you know it was a big time investment and it was something that you know i had never made that seriously of a time investment in video games although i've always been a gamer um 
but I started meeting people in game and, and going on quests with people and, you know, world PVP was a thing back then in vanilla, of course, mm. you know, so, you know, you got the whole fighting back and forth and I'd say probably within a month of playing the game, you could say I was a bona fide addict. And, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I tried to quit, I want to say, maybe the summer of 2006, I unsubbed for like three weeks. And then Blizzard was like, oh, we'll give you a free month if you come back. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> and then I, w- I was pretty much subbed again up until, uh, up until I, you know, unsubbed back in August. So, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I I could say that, that for most of the last 17 years, I was hooked. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I was playing a little bit earlier today with Mac over on the, on the Peggle uh, classic realm. And I'm like, we were doing, we were doing some quests in the, in the uh, troll areas of Stranglethorn. And I was like, good Lord, this is a fun game. You know, just <laughs> out of the blue, it hits you again. I don't know how it does that, that, you know, 17-year-old thing, you know. Yeah, and especially, you know, I, I still think of adventures that I had with people, you know, 14, 15, 16 years ago that are still as vivid as it, as if they just happened five minutes ago. And it's like, you know... Only in games like WoW, and I guess, you know, now you got Final Fantasy and New World and all these other MMOs, of course, that have come onto the scene over the years. You know, you make these connections with people in game, and, and the game becomes more than a game. It You know, it it's an augmented reality of sorts yeah. with with a real genuine, you know, real connection and affection yeah. for the people that you're playing with. Absolutely. I mean, I've made friends in this game. My first friend in the game uh, was another druid named Willet that I met outside of Aberdeen when we were like 11 and 12. And uh, she hasn't played since probably 2010, 2011. Uh, I met her older sister, who is, is my age, about eight days older than me. He was actually the one that gave me the uh the computer. Oh cool. Um, she Cheers. uh she started playing WoW about a month or so later. Uh and you know she hasn't played since like late Cataclysm, early mists maybe. And I still talk to her on a daily basis and I you know I've helped her with her business stuff over the years. She does fashion and photo editing and you know all kinds of creative endeavors. I mean, I'm sure you've seen me pimp some of her stuff recently with the, the magazine stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, that's and, neat stuff. Uh, you know, there's still people that that haven't played this game in years that I still have a genuine friendship with. And, you know, yeah. I've seen, I've, I interact with these people more than I interact with family and, and real life friends. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's a couple of cases for that for me, too. It's crazy. Yeah. You too, Demi, I take it. Yes, uh, very much so. And uh, we mentioned this in the pre-show about, you know, I was off this afternoon at my friend Lady Avalon, who I met through Twitch. We were both 
you know, she came in on a Talies and a Nevertel host. She stuck around. We've become extremely good friends very quickly. Um, and I went down to help her pack up her house for a move today because we discovered that we live within an hour of each other. Um, and yeah, I, you know, we've just we've become very firm friends very quickly, and that wouldn't have happened without a computer game. I mean, how crazy is that? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's made games like this have made the world so much smaller. Um, yes. So in some ways, that's good. In some ways, that's bad. But I, you know, I just try to think about the good stuff more than the bad stuff. Yeah, the anonymity kind of sucks, but <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be friends with Chumpa Chum. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly you, you know, know if it wasn't for how small the world the computers make it you know same thing with juno and you know many yeah. many others that i've yeah. met that live overseas so for sure for sure so what is your most liked activity is it pvp questing dungeons raids what what was your most favorite thing to do while you were playing all of the above, uh, especially when the company was good. Um, right. You know, raiding was my passion for so long at the beginning of the game. I really didn't get into raiding until near the end of Vanilla when I was kind of a uh, a fill-in for a friend's guild over on Eldraith the Lost. When they needed somebody to come in and heal, I'd go in, you know. So I saw, like, parts of Molten Core, uh, parts of ZG. Um, they never made it into the original Nax Ramus, so you know, I didn't see Nax Ramus for the first time until the Wrath version. Not many people, uh, not many guilds did really, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I really got the raid bug uh in TBC with Karazan. Uh started raiding full time with that group that I was doing fill in stuff for uh in Karazan, you know, back when ten man raiding was a thing. Yeah, and uh, after a few months doing that with them, uh, Eldraith Alas back then was a server that was always you know in the queue for getting on. They off started offloading people for free over to Trollbane. Oh, and I took the free transfer over to Trollbane from for my druid. And went over there and joined a few friends that had also left Eldraith the Loss and joined their raid group. And I'd say within the first month of being with that raid group, they were just near the end of Tier 4 progression at that time. And I'd say within the first month of Tier 5 progression, I had already made it to Druid class lead and Healing class lead with that guild. And we were oh, number nice. two. Uh, we were the number two alliance guild on that server, last stand of Trollbane, if anybody remembers us from 2006, 2007. And then, uh, actually it would have been 2007, 2008. And uh, that that all kind of fell apart, you know, with progression in tier six, because the number one guild on the server and the number one alliance guild started poaching from <laughs> us. Oh. And uh -huh. we had people that weren't too loyal, and you know, it just got to the point where two or three months of just constantly cycling in new recruits and having to teach people the same fights over and over again. Some of the officers quit and went to other servers, and at the time, things were really starting to go south with the company that I had been with for, at that time, about you know, 17, 18 years. 
a lot of real life stress had started creeping in and wow was starting to seem more of a job than it was fun so i went back to eldrith the loss and uh just kept it casual and helped my friends over there again you know casually raiding and uh yeah so raiding has has been a big part of my life uh all the way through um aotcs the only aotcs that i'm missing uh other than obviously excuse me the sylvanas one because i have not been playing uh would have been i guess the ones for the first tier of raids in mists which would have been like mogushan bolts and stuff i don't know if you think they had aotc then Boy, yeah. I don't know if they did. I don't. I don't think they did. Then I, I think, think so. it was, wasn't it not. Was it not a Legion thing? No, AOTC mm. came out in Throne of Thunder. I think so. Uh, so Throne of Thunder yeah. is the only AOTC other than Sylvanas that I don't have. I have every single one, and was a part okay. of teams that got them. Wow. You know, earned them. Didn't I? Didn't get carried through any of them. So sure. You know, so that's something I'm kind of proud of. Uh, dipped into mythic every now and then but obvious honestly mythic rating just eh, it's just not for me i got too much other stuff that i would rather do in game than <laughs> than mythic raids so i can't even imagine what it'd be like to be a mythic raider i i can hardly do the raids now like normal raids <laughs> yeah i love pvp too but uh after you know for a short period of time i was involved with a with a group called uh Oh shit, I can't think of the name of the group. It was a it was a coordinated battleground group that used to meet on Ventrilo and Mumble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way before Discord. Uh it was something not not Red Wolf Gaming, uh something Wolf Gaming. Uh this was during Mists and at the very beginning of Legion. And uh, what we would do is, you know, for like Alterac Valley and the 40-man the battlegrounds, we would do this little countdown thing on on the the voice app. You know, we'd count down from 10, and then everybody would hit the queue thing at the same time, and as many of us would try to get in it, because you couldn't queue for those. You couldn't yeah. queue for those giant battlegrounds as a big group. You can yeah. only do the, the smaller ones. Yep. So I ran with them and, you know, had a lot of fun for about a year and a half running with that crew. And then they kind of dissolved, you know, real life started creeping in with that, just like it does with many raid teams. So then I've, I've been subjected to uh, ragtag groups of raided battlegrounds and trying to find consistent arena partners and mostly just doing random battlegrounds with friends or by myself. And, uh, just the random battlegrounds is so toxic. I've <laughs> put a lot of the goals I had. You know, I wanted to be ranked 250 by the time Shadowlands came out, and I only made it to like 232. Only um, made it to through. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I unsubbed, I was at 236 or whatever. I told you the other night on your show. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking about the rankings and stuff. So you know, just the the general assholishness of people in those random battlegrounds just after an hour or two of doing them it's just like i i can't take this anymore you know yeah he, he popped into my stream and lissy's stream we were doing uh um the comp stop was arathi basin 
And we're just having fun because it's it's you against NPCs instead of other players. And I was super excited and happy I got to level three. <laughs> he's he's like, yeah, I'm at two thirty two or something. I'm like, okie dokie, <laughs> I do not PvP much. All right, sounds good. <laughs> I think Lister just got the two. That, yeah, that even, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, but Bricko, for the most of the last five six years, I have had absolutely no life. So you know, it's just. I've spent a lot of time PvP and let's just say sure, that. Sure, sure. Yeah. As long as it keeps you smiling, brother, that's all right. Well, it does for a few hours and then... Yeah, right, then it gets a little too much. <laughs> you know, because I, I always tell people, don't read what people are saying in chat, but, you know, right. you kind of got to read what people are saying in chat to be coordinated when you're not on, on voice with them. Yep, yep, for sure. So, you know, after a while, I just get tired of seeing the, you know, go fuck yourself. You suck, you know, kill yourself. Good screw the, yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, shit you would never say to somebody to their face mm-hmm. without receiving. Yeah, that anonymity. If we could erase that anim- an- anonymity and have some repercussions, boy, <laughs> the internet would be a lot safer place. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've not, I have not been an angel online myself. I've had my instances where I've trolled people, uh, more or less in the wrestling side of things than in in World of Warcraft side of things. But I have trolled people in WoW. There was this guy back on Eldritch the Lost back in the day named Atlas, who was the guild leader for this guild named the Final Sanctum. And they were notorious for stealing people's raid lockouts back when, you know, they were shared lockouts and stuff like that back in the day. It wasn't gin, was it? It was gin. (laughs) Well, yeah, if if you're familiar with gin's story from Morally Gray, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that was a common thing back in the day, you know, and it's, uh, it was a real dickish thing to do, you know, and... This guy, when the gates of Encourage were to be opened, they basically locked down the progress on Eldraith Alas and tried to hold it hostage because somebody was ahead of Atlas for getting Scarab Lord. Mm. Oh, yeah. They were going to cock block the, uh, the event until Atlas had caught up to... Uh, get scarab lord and uh yeah so uh, you know i i became a, tr- a forum troll on eldritch loss named bumpo who is still my rogue to this day <laughs> and uh after six or seven months of trolling them endlessly on online it led to a famous duel out out in front of Ironforge where uh atlas and bumpo squared off a level 60 versus a level one and he actually let me win <laughs> So, I never spoke to the guy other than that one day, uh, you know, other than what I said to him on the forums, but, you know, for whatever reason, he threw the fight. I guess he figured, you know, this guy's put in so much time and effort trying to make me an asshole. Let's give him a little win, so. Oh, oh well, that's pretty, well, cheers to that. I mean, it was an asshole thing to start it, but that's that's a nice kind of gesture, I think, huh? <laughs> yeah, he was he was a real piece of work though. I, I don't know what he was like in real life, but for all of the shit that he put out in game, eh, 
He's yeah. he's the type of guy that you know you would definitely want to give a knuckle sandwich to in real life. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Is there any knuckle sandwiches you want to give out about a story of like the dark portal or your first time through it or the battles near it or like the Wrathgate? Um, is there any kind of landmark story that not necessarily hooked you, but you'll never forget? I'm sure my sister probably wanted to give me a knuckle sandwich when the dark portal opened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I've heard some of the other the other stories of people, you know, like I was was it you that your guild waited for you to to level up and they went through the portal with you, Bricko? Was that you? Yeah. That that story? Yeah. See, yeah. I don't have Well, they weren't waiting there. for me, but they 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 came back and went through it with me, which was really neat. I don't have a story like that because uh, most of the people that I was playing with at that time in the guild called Order of Time, um, they were working. They didn't take the day off of work the the, uh, oh. the day that the TBC came out because it came out like on a January 16th of 2007, I think. I looked back <laughs> at, the, at the date this morning just to get my time and date right. <laughs> So I had taken a couple days off of work because it happened to coincide with my sister and her soon-to-be husband coming down to visit for a week. Um, his father owned a place down in uh, Flagler County, which is like the St. Augustine, Florida area, uh, which is about an hour away from where I live in Jacksonville. So they were coming down to visit me for a few days. And then they were going to go down and spend a few days, you know, in the cooler, but not as cold, <laughs> you know, North Florida <laughs> weather. Definitely get away from the snow up in Jersey. So uh, spend it down on the beach. And one of the days they were here happened to be the day that TBC launched. <laughs> so we had gone out to lunch. There's this barbecue place like right down the road from my house. We went to lunch, and by the time I'd gotten back, FedEx had left the package with the TBC disc <laughs> in my mailbox. So I'm all excited, and I'm like, uh, let me just go back there and start this. Yeah, I bet back then I was playing on an old G4 iMac, the, the little wow. round globe. You know, yeah. so it, it was not a gaming computer, but it still ran well. Uh, so I went back and started the installation and, you know, while it was installing for the hour or two it took back then on the DVDs, I, uh, you know, would be up front talking to Danielle and Doug. And then the game got installed and I'm like, well, let me just go in and, and take a look around. So I have a big couch here in my, my office. My third bedroom has always functioned as my office. So her and Doug came back here and they're sitting here as I'm sitting at my desk playing. And she could give a fuck less about what was going on, you know, <laughs> sitting there tapping on her phone, you know, her little Nokia brick phone or whatever she had at the time, texting back and forth with one of her friends. And Doug was into it because, you know, he's a Star Wars geek. He's a big Transformers geek. We bonded over watching Transformers 86 nice. and the G.I. Joe animated movie the first time I met him. Uh, you know, so I'm sitting here telling, kind of telling him the rough story of World of Warcraft as we knew it back then. <laughs> you know, so he's 100% invested with what's going on, and he thinks it's cool. 
And she's just sitting there rolling her eyes. And I'm like, I can't believe you like this shit, Joe. And it's like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's, even when I lived with Danielle for the short time we lived together, when I was up in New Jersey with my dad for about nine months, when I was 12 and she was seven, she was never a big gamer. They We had an Atari. They had an Atari up there. Oh, yeah. and, I, and I think I saw her play the Atari once. It was mostly her older sister, Dawn, and me playing the Atari. So she's never been a big gamer to begin with. So, you know, I sure. get it. But uh, it was kind of a dickish thing to do because, you know, they came all that way to visit <laughs> me and everything, and here I am playing a video game. But I, I, I made it up to them. You know, I took them out for dinner that night. You know, made it right. You know, they'll they'll know not to time their visits with the the yeah. expansion next the time. I mean, just, yeah. yeah, exactly. Who does that? Well, the funny thing was was uh, not the next time they came down because usually we saw each other once a year, and I'd take a week off of work and spend time with with Danielle or whatever. Uh, you know, before she got married, she'd come down and spend the, the week here by herself. And I, you know, I I was gaming back then, but I wasn't invested in WoW until you know at this point but one of the subsequent visits i want to say it must have been 2008 uh shortly after my first niece was born the summer of 2007 so it must have been the visit in 2008 because allison was still a little kid you know like one and danielle asked me when they were coming down in april she goes, they're not releasing another one of them fucking games, are they? <laughs> and I said, no, that's not supposed to come out till later this year. You know, his wrath was coming out in October or whatever. So I said, yeah. you're, you're good to come down without distraction. I, I promise I won't play the game. Oh, that's so, good. That's good stuff. <laughs> I, I, I've never I've never repeated that you know, as I did that day. So that's my dark portal story. I went through the dark portal, taking a day off of work while my sister sat here <laughs> mad at me on my couch when brother-in-law geeking out, <laughs> you know, and then eventually, I was like, it was a good bonding opportunity for you two fellas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then a few hours later, I was already like 61 or whatever, when people started getting home from work and getting on and everything. And then we just, you know, I would go back and break off of whatever I was doing to help people come in that were coming in to Outland and everything, you know, help them with quests if they needed help. But, you know, so no, no grand uh, entrance into TBC, you know, it's just uh, a funny family story. It was priceless. One might say that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, off of that, what's been your best experience in the WoW community? This one's kind of hard to talk about because it was kind of a good and bad experience at the same time. It's something that started out good and then kind of ended bad. Um, I told this when I was on Juno's show last year. So people that heard that show probably would be familiar with it. Um, there was a guy named Bill that had written into WoW Insider back when that website was a thing. You know, they all they oh, yeah. had the weekly uh, video, fan-made video highlights, which I was on one week. Um, so nice. And, and then they had the, you know, the letters from the, the readers or whatever, the bullpen section. 
for Mar Marvel fans would know what the bullpen would be. It's letters to the editor type of thing. And this guy, Bill, um, had written in about being a WoW player and his passion for the game. Uh, struggling with early onset adult dementia. At the time, Bill would have been in his late 50s, early 60s. Um, so he was he had kind of had a lot of bad experiences in the game um, because of his dementia. You know, sometimes it, it was hard for him to focus and get things done. So being in groups, uh, you know, especially in battlegrounds or dungeons or whatever sometimes he would start trailing off and going to wherever it was his mind was taking him and you know people being assholes yep. would be yeah. you know you know would pile in on him and kick him from groups and everything so he had he was talking about his story as somebody that was trying to enjoy the game uh to the best of his ability and uh I had read this and my pocket tank at the time, one of my really good friends that I made in this game, Megan, um, who was a warrior named Sloodle, <laughs> she, ha she happened to know this guy through a message board called the Straight Dope, um, which you know was kind of like a, a predecessor, I want to say, to maybe Reddit, right, or, or an sure, offshoot. Sure. I'm not sure which came. First, out of the straight dope and Reddit, but it was one of those types of boards, and they had a wow, a big wow community at the time. So she told me she knew this guy, and I said at the time, I, you know, I had just lost my job. Uh, the place I had worked at for nearly 20 years had gone out of business and laid everybody off. Uh, so I was in, in the early stages of decompressing and trying to get my wits about me before I decided what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And, uh, yeah, I made some pretty poor choices as far as that goes, but that's a story for another day. So I had a bunch of time and I was playing wow during the day. And I said, uh, I said, Megan, you know, if you know this guy, get me in touch with him. I want to help him out. Uh, cause this was right around the time when, you know, going back and doing legacy content was really starting to become a thing. Oh, sure. You know, it, 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 Cataclysm and, you know, where you could go back and start soloing older content pretty easily. Um, and we met up a few weeks later in game, you know, we exchanged things on Facebook or whatever, and then met up a few weeks later in game. And I carried him literally through all of the vanilla content up to what we were, excuse me, I got the hiccups all of a sudden, what we were able to do into the, towards the end of Wrath. Cause there were still a few things that you were, you know, gatekeeping and stuff that you yeah. could do with, with less than four or five certain people. mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as I was taking him through these dungeons and everything, I would I would kind of slow down and, you know, type out because he wasn't using mumble or anything back then. And I would type out, you know, this is this this ties into the story this way. And, you know, you'll see this come up again at this point, you know, later on down the line. And I would take time to kind of explain how certain things fit into the greater storyline of WoW. And, you know. 
doing that and taking him around, doing dailies with him and stuff for, you know, months, him and I had, had formed a pretty good friendship. And then That's one awesome. day, one day, uh, I was going through a particularly hard time. Uh, I had had a tree fall on my house and demolished mm-hmm. like 40% of my roof during a storm one night. And I was really having a hard time with insurance stuff and, you know, just generally being stressed out about my house having a big blue tarp on it and water damage yeah, and stuff. I would, yeah. And uh, he started asking me financial stuff and I just didn't, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable enough talking to him sure. about that stuff at the time. And I, I kind of clammed up. I says, Bill, that's just not something that I'm, I feel like talking about. And he unloaded on me and went off on me and motherfucked me and told oh my me God. I, I was an asshole because, you know, if I considered him a friend, I shouldn't have any any kind of hesitation mm. in, in talking to him about my problems. And, you know, he, he left the party, logged off the game, unfriended me on Facebook, you know. It it was a pretty nasty thing that left me with a pretty bad taste in my mouth. But I knew because my grandmother had dealt with dementia issues. Um, my Aunt Mimi's husband was dealing with early onset adult dementia. So I had people that I was close to that had been struggling with this in their yeah. life. Yeah. So I just said, okay, I'm just going to chalk it up. Bill's having a bad day. And I just left it at that. So maybe about a year later, we reconnected and started doing this again in mists. And uh, it was maybe three or four months into it this time when he started doing that again. And I just, I just apologized to him. I says, Bill, I says, I really think a lot of you, I know what you're going through has got to be a living hell. But for my own sanity, I just can't continue to do this because, you know, this is it's not fair to me. It's not fair to you. If if me not being as open with you as you think I should be is is going to cause these outbursts, then we just need to stop. You know, we need Mm -hmm. to just stop this here. So I don't know what he's been up to the last few years. Uh, I know he's still alive. Because I see, I saw him comment recently on one of Megan's Facebook posts. But you know, but I took a lot of lot of pride in in doing that because you know that's a pretty selfless thing for somebody to do. It is, and it is it is your nature, Capital. You know, that was hours upon hours of time that I could have been doing my own things, you know, or you know, in real life or whatever that I took to to try to help somebody experience things that they weren't able to experience. And I've done that more than with just him. I've done that with plenty of people over the years playing WoW. So things like that have always been things that I enjoy doing, you know, whether it be taking Mm. somebody just as simple as taking a level 15 from Aberdeen to Westfall to do their druid swimming form quest. You know, I, do- dozens of young druids. I helped do that back in the day. We drowned doing that once. Ask Lister about that on her stream. <laughs> we we're helping Sill. That was oh my god. And I'm a paladin. Oh my god. Oh dear. Hey, it's also you know there's there's a lesson in that as well about 
you you maintained your boundaries and sometimes that can be really yep. really hard to do but it is just as important to do that online as it is in fact i think it's probably more important yeah. online because it's it's so easy for people to break boundaries online oh yeah um yeah you know i, I think there's a lesson there and, and you should also be proud of yourself for in such a difficult situation where a lot of people could have just said oh well you just have to suck it up you know that's there's a certain amount of sucking up that everybody can do but at some point you have to have compassion for yourself as well um and and i i think there's an element of that in that story too well there there's a, a side story about sucking it up and you know just going with the flow i did that for the last six or seven years that I was full-time employed and, you know, sucking it up and going along with the flow is a lot went along hand in hand with a lot of the problems that Mm. led me to get to where my life is now because sucking it up and going along with the flow instead of dealing with stuff and putting my foot down when I should have put my foot down and, and standing up for myself and other people. When I was out of that toxic environment, and realize all the shit that I was doing to get my head programmed enough to get up out of bed and going to work every day. When all that shit was just kind of taken off my shoulders and, and done with, I collapsed Mm. (laughs) and I, I I haven't, I haven't, I haven't recovered since. And that's been over 10 years now. And, uh, Mm. so I'm, Sometimes to a fault, I'm very outspoken now. If something pisses me off, you're going to know about it, you know, and the, it it turns a lot of people off and it gets me into conflicts that I would otherwise have not been in. But, you know, it's uh, I'm too old to be putting up with this bullshit now. You know, I'm pushing 50 years old. Right. If, if something pisses me off, you're going to know it's pissing me off. So <laughs> yeah, the older we get, the less life in jail means to us. <laughs> exactly (laughs) and it's but it's it's also that's a i i i mean i'm not a qualified psychologist or anything but that also sounds like a trauma response that you know you went through something that significantly changed your life and you've changed the way you deal with things and because if speaking up prevents that happening again then that's what you're going to do because you don't want to go through that sort of stuff again yeah, I mean, I made myself so small so many times, and I'm not a small person. But <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I just I made myself feel like I was about an inch tall so many times in my life during my years at that company. Uh, when I started working there halfway through my senior year of high school, it was you know I grew up with those people that we were family. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and then the last four or five years when new ownership took over and started, you know, the good old boy system was kind of being dismantled for the ass kisser system. Oh, uh, it was, you know, neither are the, ideal, by the way, but yeah, one is better than the other. The family, the family feeling kind of gave way to people, you know, waiting for that dagger to be slid up in between their ribs from behind, yeah. you know, and it's it was a hard place to work for the last few years of being there. So That's horrible. And you know, and I know sometimes when I speak out, I I'm, I don't necessarily do it as diplomatically as should be done, but you know, people that really know me know that I don't mean to be an asshole. 
just kind of the way I am sometimes. Sure. <laughs> and, but just that story about how you were helping Bill, that, that is who you are. That's, you're so good to a lot of us and you help us all so much. I, I really appreciate that, Capo. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. treat others the way you want to be treated. That's the golden rule. And that's, I try that's my best. I fail more times than I succeed, but I try. That's all we can do. Yep. So yeah. with that last story, oh, I'm sorry, Demi, did you want to say something? No, you carry on. Okay. I, I thought I, I was just agreeing. I was okay. just agreeing. All right. So would that last story kind of curtail into what's been your worst experience and how did you overcome it? And if you, if that was it, what, what advice would you have for a uh, wor- similar situation? Actually the worst experience um, would have been the first guild that I ever was the GM of La Borgata okay. uh, back in 2005, 2006 over on Eldritch Loss. Around about the time everybody started getting near 60 in vanilla, uh, obviously some people wanted to start experiencing the the burgeoning endgame that was happening at the time. <laughs> and me, like I said earlier, endgame you know, rating and stuff just wasn't something I was wanting to commit time to. And I was fine with people, you know, leaving the guild and going to other guilds and doing what they felt they needed to do to get what they wanted out of the game. It Did it hurt my feelings initially when somebody says, I'm going to leave and go to another guild because, you know, we're not rating and I want to raid? Yes. Yeah, you know, that sucks. Yeah. I got, I got a, I got a, a massive ego and it, I took that as a, as a, as them saying, fuck you, Cap, you just suck as a leader, you know? Right. And I, I know that's not what they were saying. They were just, right. you know, this was my first time being a guild leader, you know? I was, I was a console fanboy. But, uh, there was one person in particular who I found out later through my friend Emily, who I mentioned earlier. She told me, some of the things he was going around saying to people that was, you know, pretty underhanded and pretty, pretty shitty to say, um, trying to recruit people into this raiding guild that he was trying to put together. And I called him out on it and it just, it led to, you know, every time I would log in two or three people would be waiting online just to leave. So they could tell me to go fuck myself and, you know, just stuff like that left a pretty bad taste in my mouth for me ever wanting to be another guild leader because it's, you know, yep. hurting cats. Absolutely. Tell me and, about it. <laughs> and I and I have never <laughs> attempted to be another guild leader other than guilds that that I made for the purpose of having friends in it that did small... Meme spec guilds, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like my uh, robot death panel guild over on, uh, over on Storm Rage or the... Uh, is a very violent gnome guild where it's only gnomes <laughs> on Eldraith Loss. I love that guild name. And so we it's we we actually had fun with Juno and and uh Harlow was in it for a little while. Juno and some of the people from his community were in it for a little while where we were leveling together in, in battlegrounds in retail as gnomes. Oh fun. Uh, they were all arcane mages. <laughs> and I was a, and I was a disc priest, so I could keep people healed. That's fantastic. I watched a couple streams. I think, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so you know, stuff like that. 
I, I will gladly be the guild leader for goofy stuff like that. But when it comes to something serious, you know, I, you know, I'll give my opinion and, and my advice and, and try to help people where I can, as far as like, you know, quasi officer stuff goes, but yeah, that, that experience when that guild fell apart and I, I ultimately disbanded that guild and then Emily and Hannah, who was my original friend, Willett, the, the two sisters, they formed order of time. And, you know, I'm still the GM of that guild by default because everybody else stopped playing over the years. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got one of my alt druids is the GM of that guild. And we got like one other person that logs in every, every once in a while, but, uh, so that, that would probably be my worst experience, just seeing how underhanded and, and I've been involved in guilds where people have tried little coups and everything over the years, yeah. to wrestle, wrestle control, uh, the guild that I was in when I came back to Eldrith Loss prior to Legion, uh, Plundercats, which had been a long standing guild on Eldrith Loss from back in vanilla. I like that. <laughs> I was, co- I was coaxed back in to join that guild from the second oldest friend that I have in WoW, Elway, and his and his friend Tiak, who was this rogue, who was the co-leader of the guild. So I came back from Trollbane to join that guild, and we were, you know, we had already gotten AOTC and whatnot for, uh, oh, what was that? Nighthold. Um, yeah, it was yeah. Nighthold. And, you know, we'd already gotten AOTC, but we were still doing raids on Friday nights, um, going in and getting gear for people's alts and everything. And and we kept wiping on a boss that we had had on farm for three months to stupid stuff. <laughs> you know, the, the boss that, not not the Astromancer, but the boss that patrols down in the, the Grand Promenade area. Yeah. Um, that has oh. the ice, the fire, and the arcane stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, at the end of raid, I went off. I says, I says, listen, guys, you're dying to the same stupid shit that we've been that that we've been dying to all night long. You're making the same mistakes, and we've had this boss on farm for three months. I can't believe you know people. If people don't want to yeah. be here, don't fucking be here because you're wasting everybody's time with this bullshit. It was like two or three people that was causing the wipes, and. Uh, so when I logged in the next day, I noticed I had been G kicked. Oh. For being honest. For being honest and speaking my yep. mind. And it turns out Tiak, the rogue, had been going around trying to get control of the guild from Enduku, um, who was a hunter. And he, you know, he. But Ank knew that if Tiak became guild leader, he was going to bench him because he was one of the people that was constantly causing wipes because of mechanics fails. (laughs) And Ank, I warned Ank this was going on. I I told Tiak, I says, dude, if you don't like what's going on here, you've got enough people that are focused enough and want to succeed. You can start your own guild. He goes, "I I want this guild. This is the guild I've been in since I've been in playing WoW. I says... I says, well, then, you know, suck it up and and deal with it. Yeah. You know, or go start your own guild. If you want to start your own guild, I'll help you start your own guild. But don't don't do what you're doing now 
and trying to uh, to be so subversive to everybody. And I found out some of the stuff he was going around saying. He was going around. He told my friend Elway that uh, that I had used the N word when I was talking about him one night. And I'm like, uh, I think Elway knows me well enough to know that that is not a word that's coming out of my mouth, especially about him. So there was a lot of stuff that the fallout from that. That was back in 2017. And uh, a bunch of people, after I got kicked out and one of our, my other friends got kicked out of the guild for speaking her mind, uh, pretty much that guild fell apart <laughs> over the next yeah. few few tiers. And a lot of those people came over to where I'm at now in forces that be. And a few of them went to another guild that, that's a pretty decent rating guild on the server. But yeah, even it, even Inc. eventually Inc. came over to forces that be. And we worked out our bullshit that we had between us over the years. But, you know, stuff like that just really, that takes the, the fun out of the game for me. All that the political bullshit yep. and the underhandedness and the outright lying about people over pixels, no less. Right. I mean. <laughs> so that, 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 that would be my probably worst experience would be the guild, the guild drama. And your advice, if someone's dealing with that, what would you say? Just tell them to, if you're in a position of power to remove somebody that's being toxic in your community and doing shit like that, get rid of them. Put mm -hmm. them on ignore. And whoever follows suit and wants to follow the Pied Piper out of town, let them. Focus on what you need to focus on to, to keep yourself happy and the people that want to be there and want to play with you in that community happy. It's not so, worth it. it's not worth yeah. a big dust up because the dust ups only wind up really isolating people and that's ultimately defeats the purpose of a game like this. Yeah. Yep. I concur, kind sir. So, where did you find your WoW community or we can broaden this out your community as a as a whole because of all the different streaming you do? Uh, community, <laughs> uh, 14 server transfers, two faction transfers, and at least 20 guilds on my Druid alone. I've been in a lot of communities over the years. Uh, I just, I click with the people I click with. I call people friends that I, you know, for, for many different reasons, you know, and that's, the, those people are my community. I don't. I don't consider myself really having a community because I'm. I'm just kind of part of the world, you know, of Warcraft. If it was uh, sure. with Twitch, I definitely don't have a big community on Twitch. I mean, <laughs> I'm grateful for the people that continue to stumble into my stream when I'm on and interact with me. Uh, but it's definitely in the year and a half or whatever it's been that I've been doing that on a consistent basis. It definitely hasn't gotten as big as I had hoped it would have been by now. But, you know, that a lot of that's me. I'm not really a high energy person a lot of times. And when I am high energy, I'm generally yelling and screaming and acting like an asshole yelling at pixels because <laughs> I'm sucking at a game. So 
<laughs> and that well, just, that in and of itself is endearing, I think. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, but it does tend to turn people off at times too, because I I see the toxic streamers that make big communities by acting like that, and uh, some of that's a dog and pony show for them. But you know, I just I don't want to be that guy all the time, you know. Sure, but sure. you know, it's uh, yes, I, I am what I am. You know, I I kind of come and go as I want. Um, I've had the offer to join a few stream teams to quote grow and I've turned them down because I, I look into some of these stream teams and it's just full of people that I don't want to be associated with, you know, so for obvious sure. reasons that I don't think I need to mention. Sure. Sure. So what does community and well, or your other games mean to you? Like I said, man, it's just uh, clicking with people. It's experiences with people and stories that you can tell. You know, like my friend Elway that I mentioned earlier. I've got a story that I like to tell about him uh, back in Vanilla when we were questing on my druid and his priest up in the Western Plaguelands. And we got a couple of those rabid bears on our tail. Oh, and they chased us from one end of the zone down near, you know, the border towards uh, Tiras Fall Glades yep. to the border of the Eastern Plaguelands <laughs> in hot <laughs> pursuit the entire time. Everything we could do to get away. You know, I'm a druid. I have the travel form, but I didn't want to leave Elway behind to get mauled by a bunch of bears that wouldn't. <laughs> They weren't leashing for whatever reason like they That's crazy. <laughs> Hello, bug. <laughs> it's a story, you know, stories like that, you know, that that kind of stuff, you know, or, you know, going into a, a raid and just having something really out of the ordinary happen that you experience with, you know, 10, 15, 25 other people. That you, you can still yeah. just sit back and laugh about years after the <laughs> fact, you know that that kind of stuff. You know that's that's what the community means to me. It's just shared experiences and shared stories, and the connections that you make with people in the game, and hopefully to a very special few people that you can carry on outside of the game. Yeah, I like that. That's well said. So who do you admire in the WoW community and why? Uh, there's, this is kind of a loaded question because, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of... Debbie's over there doing this. She's going... <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got a lot of people that I admire. Um, a lot of people that I, I was doing the shout out thing when Demi actually messaged me, I was just finishing up the shout out list that I, that I made. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say my current guild leader, Terry, who goes by cat form and fear bomber and a couple other aliases, but we all just call him Terry, uh, nice. from forces that be, he's pushing 30. So, you know, he's considerably younger than I am. Uh, good kid. I can call him a kid because yeah. I mean, he's a kid. <laughs> uh, he's had the unfortunate uh, circumstances in life to be dealing with cancer for most of the last 15 years of his life. Oh, no. Um, and oh. I've known him since mid-2017 was when I joined Forces That Be. 
Uh, he's had one or two relapses in that time, and one of them put him in the hospital for about a month uh, while he was getting chemotherapy. And every raid, you know, we were raiding two nights a week. Every raid, Terry was was there while he's hooked up to this fucking chemotherapy machine, often with nurses coming in. He'd have to take short breaks here and there during raid to get poked and prodded or oh my God. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he showed up and led the raids and performed at a very high level for, you know, the course of this this month or so that he was in the hospital going through this stuff. And it's something that I've always admired about him because I remember the last time I was in the hospital, I had a pulmonary embolism back in 2011 and I was in the hospital for eight days. And at the time, my cell phone was a Nokia brick phone. I didn't have anything really fancy. So, and I could, you know, hooked up to the warfarin and the having people coming in and out at all hours of the day to check on me for eight days is I could barely sleep, <laughs> much less perform at a high level in a, in a video game. So, <laughs> yeah. wow. Uh, yeah. So some something like that. Then there's there's tons of stories of people that very similar to Terry that are dealing with all sorts of terrible health issues that continue to just be positive about life. Um, yeah. You know, and and bring smiles to the people that they play with you know he he could just as easily be an old curmudgeon like me and bitch and complain about (laughs) everything you know i get a hangnail and i'm bitching and complaining (laughs) if i ain't ain't bitching i ain't breathing that's me you know (laughs) but uh you know so, so terry would be at the top of my list um well, here's to hoping Terry's doing well and and yeah, whatever yeah. they tend to get better here here yeah. You know there there's guys like like you guys. I mean, definitely. I mean, I I could just go to my shout out list if you don't mind. Of course not. Go for it. Uh, I mean, you you know what you you are well aware of all of these people that I'm gonna name. Uh, Frasley is another person here, here. First and foremost at the top of that list. I've known Frasley. I met Frasley through the lagging balls community, uh, back in 2017, 2018, um, started following her then at that time, his streams back then, the podcasts and everything that she was involved with. Uh, and especially over this this last year of her life, this you know glorious yeah. self discovery and transformation yeah. that she's been going through, and some of the shit that I've seen people come into her stream and say to her, uh, mm-hmm. she has handled it with such grace under pressure, mm-hmm. um, and just the hustle that she has and the goals that she has set for herself. And, you know, all at the same time, she has always been there to help other people with any questions or any assistance that that, that they need. She's helped me quite a few times with technical issues, not only for myself, but asking on behalf of somebody else that I was helping with something. Uh, People like, you know, 
Chumpa Chum. We were talking about Chumpa earlier with his high energy goofiness, you know, the grayscale gaming <laughs> that brings laughs to everybody. Cheers. You know, we, we all sit. I, I made it a point every time I would I would wait for Chumpa to die because it would happen so often. I would wait for him to die and then host the stream right as he died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. It, 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 the first few times it just, it was by, by happenstance. And then it just became a meme that I had to wait <laughs> until he died before I would let him know I was there. <laughs> uh, somebody like haughty chicken, you know, Oh yeah. The, you know, mm -hmm. Hottie's a few years here, here. older, older than us. And yeah, she's, She's done amazing. such amazing things, and in the same time that I've been streaming, she's quadrupled what I've been able to do because, you know, the type of person she is, warm and welcoming, and has that perspective on life that she's been able to impart to other people. You know, there's a lot, I see a lot of people in her streams that are hurting and going through some pretty bad shit. And she's always just been there, just been so empathetic with everybody. Uh, you guys, with what you're doing here on the Third Faction, same thing. You know, you're exposing the community of WoW um, in a way that, you know, there. I'm sure there's other podcasts out there that do this, but I, I don't really listen to those other podcasts. <laughs> I wouldn't know that. <laughs> You know, you guys are must-listen podcasting for me. I'm subscribed Aww. to over 75 podcasts, and Thank I listen. You so much. There's like 20 of them that I will listen to every single episode out of those 70-something podcasts, and you guys are one of them. Um, oh, thanks. Thank you. You know, Juno is another one. Juno is an undiscovered gem that should be so much more successful than he has been on Twitch and in podcasting. Yeah. He's, He's a nagging. You know, he's a natural conversationalist. He's a natural yep. bullshitter. And uh, <laughs> he's, just, he's just got that 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 uh, Aussie sense of humor uh, that's just endearing to everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, that accent. <laughs> Good yeah. Lord. You know, fear is another guy. Fear is somebody that I can relate with on so many levels. You know, not only because we got similar tastes in music, you know, we're similar around the same age, you know, kind of like you and me, Bricko. It's like, yeah. you know, I had a long conversation with Fear a couple of weeks ago about some things, and it's just like, you know, I really miss hearing Fear and seeing Fear. Me too. In this yeah. public sphere that we are all in on a weekly basis, and maybe one day he'll decide to, to give it another shot in whatever form it is, because, you know, I think Fear is a great person, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's got a voice. Yeah, <laughs> He's got a voice. <laughs> you know, and Allie is another one along that same line. Allie just, oh, yeah. I've, I've been listening. I found Allie through Lagging Balls community. I heard the ad for Dungeon Fables, like one or two episodes in of her Dungeon Fables adventures and listening to how she's grown and built the community around herself, not only for Dungeon Fables, but through all things Azeroth, which she just recently departed from after a few years, unfortunately. And uh, the show that she's got going with Jen, Live, Laugh, Lore, Jen and Allie together, you know, it's like Regis and Kathy Lee for Warcraft. They, do, you know? yeah, they, they hit it off almost as well as Demi and I. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, By the it, way, everybody knows that was funny, right? That's what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're yeah, so good. Just, They're so good together. 
you know, so, you know, right there, you know, that's that that was my shout out list and Bricko and Listra. You know, if you follow me on Twitter, you see, you know, I, I've dubbed Bricko and Listra the Abbott and Costello of, uh, of <laughs> Wild Witch because it's just, you know, just sitting there list. They could be just sitting there sitting in the middle of, of town doing nothing. And I'm sitting there just howling at the shit that they're in <laughs> with one another. And when Mac and Mrs. Mac and Fafford and all them guys get involved in the in the mix, and you can hear all these different personalities from the Lions Pride Tavern get involved on these streams. It's like, you know, that's the community I need to be in. And I've actually got an alt in their guild, but because mm. of time in retail, I never never really invested much time in that alt. Well, if we get you back in, well, we got an idea. <laughs> you're still, you're still going to make a hordy to kill Bricko, aren't you? Uh, I've got plenty of hordies <laughs> to kill Bricko. It's just, I, I got you, a, you know, was it? Uh, I used to walk up with Juno over on Blood Cell Buccaneers in, in Classic. I'd walk up on Juno with my level 30 Orc Warlock many a time when he was doing his Iron Man challenge, and I'd be like, hey, Juno! <laughs> Hammers up this. <laughs> I, I feel so bad because when Frasley was doing the uh, Iron Man challenge in retail a few years ago, I would follow her around on a rogue, on a Blood Elf rogue, and over in the the uh, cemetery in Duskwood, <laughs> I caused her to get aggro from Morladrum. Oh no! Before she. Oh was no! Oh, and she killed her Iron Man tune, and I was so I felt so bad. Oh. And, I mean, if you've ever watched Frasley stream, you know Frasley's gonna die plenty on her own without help yeah. me trolling. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. But yeah, you know, it's uh one of the reactions. She's such a jump scare. Like she's oh my god, what? Uh, it, <laughs> so was, it was it was typical Frasley. Oh my god. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's uh is yeah, just that's 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 pretty much it. I mean, there's a lot of other people that I could go on to name, but we'd be here for five hours if I named everybody that I that I've got some admiration. <laughs> well, that says for. good things about our community then, doesn't it? Yeah, and yeah. I know a lot of people tend to name people, you know, some of the higher-ups with Blizzard and some of the more public figures in Blizzard. And I guess, you know, going back to the big scandal, that's one of the things that, you know, I can feel for the people that were victimized by this. And I guess it didn't hit me as hard because I, I generally, I'm a glass-half-full type person anyways. I'm always waiting for that other shoe to drop. So when I hear that somebody did something terrible, it doesn't surprise me. And I never idolized any of these developers sure. to the point where mm -hmm. it just broke my heart like it's done to some people. And I, I feel bad for the people that, that did put these people on a pedestal. But I've, I've yeah. never done that to, to yeah, people. Don't meet your heroes. Yeah. yeah because you, you might not like who they are. So, mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yes. I've well, heard. thank you so much, Capo. And like I said, you're you're one of the gems of our community, and I appreciate the time you put in to help me with my silly computer problems and and such. So I appreciate you too, bud. Well, I try to be. I'm not. I'm not technically proficient with anything. You know, I was a Mac user for. 
from 1988 to 2016 exclusively. And uh, I know how to get it to do what I need it to do for what I want it to do. And that's about it. So anything, you know, like when my hard drive failed on this PC, it's like, you know, anxiety and stress overload. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just glad you got one back. Yeah, but see you sooner. But I can't uh, because of the way that the new Apple machines are set up. You know, connection issues and stuff like that with USB and it's proven to to be problematic. So I've got a few things coming that should fix that hopefully, and then uh, yeah, then I'll I won't be dependent on this this old laptop a friend gave me to to bridge the gap anymore. So. Well, we look forward to a fully functioning capo returning to your screens very soon. <laughs> fully powered <Absolutely>. Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> but we should move into some community questions because we had quite a few. Not surprising, really, considering uh, what a stalwart of the community you are. Uh, so let's kick off with Miss Lystra, none other than Miss Lystra herself. Yay! Who says... Um, Capo streams lots of different games, but what is your favorite of all time and why? Well, a year ago it would have been WoW, mm-hmm. uh, because that's the one I've put the most time and, and effort into out of any of any games I've played. But since I've started streaming, I've rediscovered my love for Tecmo Super Bowl, as you probably yep. can tell. I stream it three nights a week currently because of you know regular season stuff. I do. I added a weekly prediction stream in for my Giants. Nice. Um, Tecmo Super Bowl is just—it's a game that anybody, even if they're not fans of football, can just plug into their emulator, plug into their Nintendo, whatever device they're using to play it on. I play it on my phone from time to time too, and it's—it's so simplistic that you know you can get hooked on it pretty fast if you. You allow yourself to so yeah uh you know you, you've got your zeldas and your metroids and your final fantasies and stuff that that all hold places in my heart and i've streamed quite a few titles from each of those franchises in the year and a half i've been streaming uh but tecmo super bowl right now is just the game that i'm having the most fun in uh obviously if you if you come to one of my tecmo streams you'll see how animated i can get at times i would no sell win or win or lose how would no sell will be calling the action on tuesday (laughs) night and yeah it's uh it's uh i'd have to put tecmo super bowl up uh as a hard number one right now just because fun that i've been having with it lately that's good and i i think and it's a, and it turned thirty this year. It's a thirty year old. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the the silver lining that I've discovered in the ABK debacle is that I've actually come out of my mono game state of just playing WoW, and I'm playing other games. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of other people have found that too. Um. And that's and it, why I'm in not. That's why I haven't been in such a hurry to get back into WoW. Yeah. Honestly, I'd rather play Final Fantasy IV on Friday night than Raid. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Next question then is from Cyrub over there on Scrubs versus the World. 
who has asked, who is your all-time favorite wrestler? Oh, you're going to kill me for this, Demi. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to kill me. Hold on. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. I'll stop that. Anytime I talk about this guy on my stream, I always got to do the entrance music on the kazoo. (laughs) But uh, the excellence of execution, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Brett the Hitman Hart from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, would hands down be my all-time favorite wrestler. Although I do have a few others. Uh, Gino Hernandez, who was taken from us long before he should have been in his 30s, uh, mainly a wrestler in the the Dallas territory back in the territory days. So not many people would know who Gino Hernandez is unless they watched world-class championship wrestling. Uh, Tully Blanchard would be another one that people would know from the, the Dallas area, the San Antonio area, the mid-Atlantic area. And more recent times, uh, you know, 2010 and beyond would be CM Punk. And uh, he he was out of wrestling for about eight years after he left the WWE or the WWZ, as I like to call him, because they put me to sleep nowadays. <laughs> but uh, he just recently got back into wrestling after an eight-year hiatus. And uh, I, I can't watch modern wrestling that much anymore. I just don't have the same passion for wrestling the new wrestling, the modern stuff that I did for the older stuff. So I don't keep up on it as, as much as I do, but I am glad to see the CM Punk back on the scene and uh, getting back in the ring. So Good stuff. Well, Sai asks a second question. Uh, it's very cheeky to try and get to in, but, you know, I'm not going to argue with them. Um, when you play Tech Mobile on your streams, you normally play as the New York Giants since you're a fan. Do you have other teams you like to play, or do you only play as your favorite? Well, obviously, I I do play as the Giants more than any other team. Um, but over this last uh, couple of months, especially when I got involved with the Tecmo community on Facebook, I've been p- participating in month-long challenges Oh wow! Uh, some of which I've done on stream, some of which I've just done off stream. Um, but uh, I've, I've I've played recently. I've played with the 1991 Cleveland Browns and the 1991 Green Bay Packers as a part of the Tecmo Challenge, uh, where you had to the wins and losses didn't matter to advance to the next round of the tournament. You had to have a greater point four point against the point differential. So say you, you you score 300 points, your opponents have scored 100 points on you. So you got the 200-point differential. The person that you're in the bracket against, if they get more points than you had, they advance and you, you know, you're out, basically. So if some guy... That's awesome. Two, yeah, so I've, I've been participating in that um, with different teams. Uh, my Thursday night fan ball... Uh, thing that you see probably see me hyping up on Twitter every every week. I started doing that back in July as a way to to hopefully I, I view it as a kind of a choose your own adventure type thing that RPG fans would would get to uh, kind of be able to 
endear themselves to, like the old choose your own adventure books and stuff. Mm -hmm. I started doing something back in July um, called Thursday Night Fanball, and I'm in the middle of my third season right now. The first season I played as the Giants. The second season I put a poll up on Twitter. Uh, out of four teams, the Detroit Lions won as the team that I was going to control for season two. And then I did another poll on Twitter for season three between the Raiders and the Cowboys, and the Raiders won. So that's who I'm playing with now <laughs> on Thursday night. And it's basically uh, Thursday night fanball. The chat is in control of my playbook. Uh, oh. The 1990 Tecmo Super Bowl, or the 1991 Tecmo Super Bowl, has eight plays, four running plays, four passing plays that you can choose from. And if somebody is in chat, all they have to do is type in, you know, run one, pass three. While I'm on offense or defense, I must pick the play that that person chooses. And then it's up to me to actually make it happen on the field, be it on offense or defense. And I was really hoping that the thing would kind of take off because there's a big tech mobile community out there. And I've had maybe three or four people from that community that I'm a part of come in and and take place in this thing. And I've met a few other people that have just stumbled in from Twitch, just seeing me playing it and have stuck around to participate. But I was doing this in the hopes of getting people that were not necessarily fans of football or Tecmo Bowl uh, as a way to maybe get them engaged with it and introduce them to a game that I, like I said, I just think Tecmo Super Bowl is a game anybody could pick up and, and plug into their system. And, you know, within a few minutes of playing and understanding how, how to move the little pixels up and down the screen, people can have an immense amount of fun with it. And uh, sure. I was hoping that that it would kind of take off and and appeal to people that you know not necessarily would have been football fans, but you know, and it, it hasn't worked out the way that it that I envisioned it. And I thought twice about continuing it after the second season, just because of the low numbers and the low turnout. But I'm gonna still do it, just you know, because I'm having fun when people show up and it's clicking. It's it's a lot of fun for me to to be involved with it too. I mean, you uh, might be getting better for it too. Well, as long as people realize that when I'm yelling and screaming at pixels, I'm not yelling and screaming about the plays that they pick. Because I have people <laughs> apologize. There's that. Somebody, somebody apologized. You know, I'm sorry. I picked that play. I says, no, no, no. I says. I said it's hard to separate because if you come on on when I'm when I'm playing Tecmo Bowl on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night when I do my other two streams and it's me playing in my normal pace where I'm just back to back play calling and and playing and you know doing my thing you see me carrying on and yelling and cheating ass computer and mf this and mf that <laughs> you know and if I'm doing that, I, I have tried to refrain from doing that on Thursday night because I don't want to make people feel like it's an attack on them for picking a play. Sure. I'm yelling at myself for the failure to execute the play. <laughs> if somebody calls a run number two and my running back, you know, and the computer happens to also call the same play and I get stuffed in the backfield for a five yard loss and I'm yelling 
I'm not yelling at the person that told me to pick the play. I'm yelling because I couldn't get out of the damn way of the the defense <laughs> me down, you know? So separating, you know, I think a lot of people have been hesitant to join in because they see me carrying on sometimes with my little highlight clips that I put out. Uh, you know, and they think, oh, this guy just acts like an asshole all the time. I'm not going to go on there and get yelled at, you know, but it's... I try not to be that like that as much on that Thursday night stream because I want people that come in to enjoy themselves. And for the most part, the people that do come in and have come back week in and week out, they seem to enjoy it. They understand what's going on and they know it's, if I'm yelling, it's not personal. So yeah, that's pretty neat. I wish I had more time. That's my bowling night. So it's hard for me to, pay attention and join you but yeah that's that that i thought when you started doing that that was a great idea yeah and i you know i've also thought because you know the problem with streamers is there's so many people that i watch that are streaming at the same time that i'm streaming you know, sometimes i'll yeah. have on somebody you know i'll have on another stream on my tablet or something as i'm playing yeah. and you know, but it's it's so hard. If I if I waited for all the people that I like to watch not to stream, I'd be streaming at three a.m. every night. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep, I know that feeling for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. Uh, we go back to wrestling. Shanty Man wants to know what is your favorite wrestling tag team by decade. Good God, Shanty Man. <laughs> <laughs> Demi's probably just sitting there. Oh my god, what is this wrestling crap? <laughs> oh, it's fine. I definitely have a show title, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh well, it's a uh, because tag teams are so hit and miss, and you know, a lot of times temporary. You know, this is a very rare time that a tag team is going to last you for more than a couple years. So I've got quite a few tag teams in each decade. Uh, for the 80s, I would start out with the dynamic duo of Gino Hernandez, who I mentioned earlier, and Gentleman Chris Adams, who is a British wrestler. Uh, also gone way before his time. Who he is. <laughs> Still don't know who he is. He's from Stratford. He's from Stratford on Avon. On Avon. <laughs> I'm not uh, going to correct you because that's too funny. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, that's how the Texas announcer would say it. From, Strat <laughs> from Stratford on of on England. The oh gentleman my gosh. Chris Adams. Yeehaw. Does that make your ears bleed, Debbie? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, just in case any of my um, compatriots get a bit upset, it's Stratford upon Avon. But there we are. Okay. Well, thank you for thank you for the correction. I'm definitely not going to be offended by being corrected. It's like when Megan used to used to get mad at me all the time because I would pronounce Calimdor as Calmador. Jesus Christ, Cap! It's Calimdor. Where do you get Calmador from? I says I don't know. I just read it that way. I, you yeah. Know, <laughs> she she used to always break my balls about that. So. <laughs> Uh, then again, uh, following that era, it would have been, uh, the Hart Foundation, Brett the Hitman Hart, Jim the yeah. Neidhart, uh, in conjunction with the Hart Foundation, one of the teams that made them such a great team would be another team from the UK, 
Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid, the British Bulldogs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were one of my favorites. And then to end my 80s uh, tag team, it would be the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette as the manager. Both versions, Dennis Condry, Bobby Eaton, Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane. Uh, those guys kind of wrote the book on tag team wrestling and, and the way it should be. Uh, going into the 90s, it was a short-lived team, but there was a team called the Hollywood Blondes. It was stunning <laughs> Steve Austin before he became Stone Cold. Yep. And Brian Pillman. I know uh, that name. I know the name Stone Cold Steve Austin. I know well, somebody I mean, in wrestling. Yeah, well, I mean, Steve Austin's kind of transcended wrestling. I mean, he's done movies movies and podcasts. And, you know, him and Flying Brian Pillman kind of made a a name for themselves. They were were terribly misused by the booking committee uh, when they were a tag team. And thus, they didn't last long because they started getting more popular than the main eventers. So it was time to break them up. That's the politics. I, I could do a show all about wrestling and my involvement with independent wrestling here in jacksonville sometime if you ever want that's uh yeah uh then it would be probably the eliminators they were a team in ecw which was extreme championship wrestling perry saturn and john cronus uh just kind of a a bunch of two tough pit bull looking motherfuckers that just you know they they could go in there and just tear the house down every time they got in the ring and then finally, for the 90s, it would be Owen Hart, Bret Hart's little brother, and the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. Mm-hmm. They were pretty, pretty prolific tag team, uh, probably, you know, mid to late 90s. So That's about the last I paid attention to wrestling yeah. as, a, as a whole. So it was kind of neat that I knew some of those names. I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> well, you know, oddly enough, going into the 2000s, uh, I don't really have from that 2000 to 2010 era of America's Most Wanted, which was a team of James Storm and Chris Harris in the NWA TNA promotion. Um would have probably been the only tag team that I could remember that really, really ever did anything to me because Vince McMahon and the WWF, E, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. He kind of killed tag team wrestling in the early part of the 2000s because he took away the, the putting two guys together that really complemented with each other to mostly building tag teams out of two stars, two single stars. Mm-hmm that he wanted to use because he didn't want to have to pay somebody else to come in. You know, he could put the rock and Steve Austin together for a few shows. Oh, Oh, I know who the rock is. I mean, you've been living under a rock. You can smell what the rock is cooking. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know who the rock is. Yeah. And then probably for the last 10 years, I had a mild fascination with Daniel Bryan and Kane, who were, went by the name of Team Hell No in the WWZ. I like uh, the name. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Kane, who is now the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. He yep. Was, he was the on-screen brother of The Undertaker for, uh, you know, for the WWF. And he teamed with Daniel Bryan, who is a.k.a. Daniel Bryan Danielson is his real name that he goes by. That's pretty original. (laughs) It's it's, it's just this big, hulking, six-foot-eight 
monster with this little five foot ten guy that's a technical <laughs> wrestler, and they were teamed to get one guy barely spoke, and the other guy his catchphrase was yes, 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 or no, no, no. And just the way they worked together and they had them in vignettes with like psychologists trying to work out their personal issues between each other. It was, just, you know, <laughs> it was the whole package that went along with that team made it entertaining. But like I said, wrestling nowadays to me, if I watch more than more than 20, 30 minutes of an actual wrestling match from a current uh, wrestling show, it's uh, it's the exception for me because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't. I can't get into it anymore. That's understandable. We have our peaks and troughs with things, don't we? Things that we love and things that we fall out of. And that's just, I think that's just how life goes. Um, we have a question from Mrs. Mack. Now, this is actually normally one of our regular questions, but we'll let Mrs. Mack ask it this time since she did. Uh, what is your favorite zone in WoW and why? And I did notice that. And yep. I had I had to put on there twice for the the regular question that would have been involved. Uh, Darkshore Ashenvale. I can consider that whole night elf area kind of just one zone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I that's where my formidable WoW memories started. That's where yeah. I've had so many good experiences. Where I met Bricko for the first time and. <laughs> I met Indeed, him yeah. doing the uh, the Grell and the Satter quest over in Darkshore. Meme-tastic uh, challenge. Yeah, yep. they're the meme-tastic challenge. I come along, and he's getting getting overrun by Grells, and I run my little, <laughs> my little discipline priest up the hill and start healing him. And, you know, I hear, Always I right hear, with the world. <laughs> I hear those, those soft, dulcet tones for the first time on Juno's Discord, and I'm thinking to myself... <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, this guy's fucking three sheets to the wind. I need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor, I, I cannot confirm nor deny. Well, I, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I've pretty much been dry for the most part since 2007. So, the history of with alcohol yeah. with me and my family and everything, I kind of get turned off when I hear people carrying on. A, when they're drinking and stuff so it's you know it's nothing personal like i said sure i know i get it yeah yeah this is the thing i got so <laughs> but uh dark shore and ashenvale probably as far as like the old wow goes would be my favorite zone yeah uh you turn down the the in-game music and just leave the atmosphere sounds on and you put on yep the hands or james newton howard james newton howard score from the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Village. Oh, right, yeah. While you're questing in Darkshore or Ashenvale, it it will just take you into another worldly experience. And, you know, anytime I'm there, I do that because, you know, just so many memories from that area. Um, And then after that, it would probably be Howling Howling Ford, Howling Fjord and the Storm Peaks. Uh, obviously both visually stunning places to quest in with the waterfalls and the mountains and, and the, uh, the music, the music in those two zones, just probably some of the best music that they've ever 
produced for the World of Warcraft. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, Ashenvale, Darkshore, Howling Fjord, Storm Peaks. That's, that's it makes my such a song. difference when they get the music right for the zones, doesn't yeah. it? Oh. Yeah. And you know, and and for more modern WoW, uh, obviously, you know, Night Fae, Ardenweald for me. So I see. Mm, interesting. And our final uh, community question. I've lost where I was there. Our final community question is from Sarith. And this was actually in response to you, Sir Cappy Poo. But Sarith says, why are you such a glorious, supportive and awesome friend to so many? And, you know, I read that question and it simply comes from the fact of being a creative person in some form or another, whether it be just doing graphics for wrestling show posters or taking money out of my own pocket to make sure the boys get paid at wrestling shows. Um, mm. You know, I was on air talent on a AM, two different AM radio shows in the, in the mid to late nineties to the early two thousands wrestling call-in shows. Uh, you know, making videos for wrestlers, trying to get them booked out in other territories around the area. Uh, to promoting people's podcasts by just, you know, liking and sharing tweets yep. or putting stuff up on Instagram, you know, making little sound clips and posting stuff to IG to try to get new eyes on people's products. Uh, nearly 30 years of me just always being the guy that has helped other people build their dreams, uh, whether it led to recognition or not. It's just always <laughs> something that I've I've done, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm I get very jealous <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I see somebody just start having a lot of success, and I'm still sitting here moping through my little you know little meaningless numbers that I get sometimes. It's like you know I can't say meaningless because they do mean something. Three or four people that will actually pay attention to me on a regular basis is never a bad thing. And I don't want to sound ungrateful. So, but it's like, you know, some people that, that I've seen their streams or their, their podcasts or whatever, just blow up. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, why? <laughs> you know, if, if somebody, my belief in other people is greater than my belief in myself. Mm. And you know, that old adage, I give hope to others, but keep them for myself is something that I say all the time. And yeah, it's just tough. something, if I hear people that have a passion for something and are passionate and put the work in, like Frasley, like Allie, uh, you know, Jen and Fear, there was a lot of things I didn't like initially about Morally Gray that eventually won me over because Jen and Fear working together you know, those guys oh, had, had passion for what they were doing, and I respected that. Yeah. You know, uh, Haughty Chicken, her approach to, to things. Um, you know, Stonegrasp is somebody that I could I can see from the wrestling e-fed streams that he does on Twitch, you know, four or five times a week. And the amount of people that he brings into his streams you know, the amount of time and effort he's dedicated on building that to provide a, a good space for people to come hang out and just shoot the shit for a couple hours a night. You yeah. know, it's 
you can't help but respect people like that and you can't help want to help people even if it's something as little as liking a post uh commenting on a post or retweeting a post it takes you two seconds to hit like and retweet yeah the fact fact that more people don't do it for more people it's really infuriating sometimes it's like you know (laughs) it's like good god You, you see them doing it and it's like uh (laughs) <laughs> come on come on guys come on but it's uh yeah just getting new eyeballs and new new potential eyes and ears on other people's stuff is just something i've always been used to doing and i guess i'll continue to always do it so it is appreciated it is very much appreciated thank you yeah yeah but that brings us to the end of the community questions. Now, you have done your shout-outs, so I'll skip over that bit. But if for some reason people don't know where to find you on the internet, where can they find you? Where is the best place? Uh, obviously, twitch.tv, Caponus, C-A-P-O-N-U-S. Uh, that has links to everything else, Twitter, Instagram, and my youtube channel which is mostly just a place where i send my twitch clips to go you know so they don't fall into the void (laughs) uh there's some old content on there that i did back when i used to you know aspire to be in a uh a wow video editor but you know not not too much stuff just mostly silly goofy shit that i threw together just as a meme to somebody um i'm i'm terrible at at branding myself and this is something that i've always preached to the wrestling groups that i've done social media stuff for uh the wrestlers that i've done social media stuff for helping them build their their social media presence everything should be streamlined you know if it's caponis on one thing it should be caponis on everything but everything is different on mine so i don't follow (laughs) my own advice do as i say not as i do uh, so if you just go to twitch.tv slash Caponis, all the relevant stuff, you can find my Twitter, my Instagram, and my YouTube there. Or uh, Sir Cappy Poo on Twitter. It has my link tree that goes to all that shit, too. So I will also put all those links in the show notes, so anybody who wants to can find them down there. Thank you so much, Capo. Okay. Thank I you, do- Capo. You're the best, I- bud. I actually did have a community hero. Um, oh, okay. Do you want to kick off the community heroes with that then? Sure. Uh, you know, I know you said at the beginning that we, we didn't have the community heroes section this week because I guess nobody submitted anything. But Oh, I no, actually... we've, we've got the heroes. We don't have any reviews. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, go ahead and do your thing and then I'll come in. Okay. so our community heroes this week we have a nomination from retake control also known as honestly and adam and verdi also known as my co-gm in sticky bandits and he has nominated at big dumb gaming uh for having the best wow shit posts and memes on twitter (laughs) not wrong that's pretty good stuff they are a pretty entertaining account, yes. Um, and then we have at Huntari, which is H-U-N-T-A-R-R-I, who has been very simple and said, a shout-out for Haughty Chicken, which I think most of us 
who are in this community would agree with. So those are our community heroes. So Capo, why don't you give us your community hero for this week? Definitely missing Haughty Chicken's presence on Twitch. Yes, me too. She's got some real life stuff that she's working towards, some goals for the real life. Yeah side of things and you know you got to respect somebody that's got the hustle that she does you know she, her and frasley both you know two of the most goal-driven people i think i've ever come in contact with at least in yeah. the last few years uh but i i've actually got two community heroes and uh you know one of them i've already submitted before would be lex rants uh for the simple fact lex for those of you that, that have never gone by one of Lex's streams, she's been streaming on Twitch uh, maybe five, six months now. Uh, she's already done a couple of great fundraisers. Uh, you know, if you listen to the last few episodes go, you, you heard my shout out for the fundraiser she did for the Innocence Project back in June, July. Yeah, yeah. Um, but her and Manny, true villain Manny, Another community favorite of mine. Just that guy has got so much insight and talent. And, you know, I, I'm sad to say I don't listen to the podcast that he does just because it's it never made its way into my, my ears. But, you know, maybe I'll have to rethink that because I do like him and Jared. Yeah, you should. Sure? That's I, pretty I, good. I do, I do follow both of them, and I, I probably need to start listening to that. But. Uh, Lex and Manny have been doing a monthly community stream uh, between the two of them, and the last one took place about a week ago. And we get together and play Among Us. Um, you know, you know the, the the fun that can ensue in that game. <laughs> and I, I think we got dis- we got disconnected at least two, possibly three times from the lobby before we started a game because Lex just kind of locked the uh, the the chat down with conversation, you know, just talking about (laughs) real talk, real issues that people were struggling with, uh, real, real life things of people that are marginalized and need their voices lifted and need their voices heard. And, uh, you know, we're sitting there waiting for this, these games to start and we keep getting kicked out of the lobby because, you know, she stopped her stream to talk about things that, that actually matter to people other than, you know, pixels on a screen. So cool people that are willing to do that. Frasley is another one that does that, you know, quite a few times during her streams. And then, uh, a friend of mine that recently started streaming that I haven't always seemed eye to eye with, uh, you know, we've butted heads on quite a few occasions, but, you know, he's a good guy at heart. Uh, you've seen me, you know, Bricko met him the other night. Uh, oh, yeah. My pal Lid um, from WoW, longtime WoW player who left WoW uh, maybe about a month or so before I did. And he's been playing Final Fantasy lately. He's recently started streaming on Twitch. Uh, old underscore gamer underscore four, the number four underscore life. Old gamer for life on Twitch, um, streaming Final Fantasy, Pressure Wash Simulators, and Borderlands is another one that he's done. Pressure and, Washer Simulator. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Him, him and and another friend of mine, Ainsley, who have been you know like a pocket tank healer combination for a couple of years now in World of Warcraft, kind of moved over to Final Fantasy. And Lid has always been the type of person when he's tanking. 
or, you know, leading a run. He's the type of person, if we're having problems on a fight, he's not going to yell at people and carry on like some people would. He will slow it down and stop and talk and explain things and, oh, and wow. you know, break it down to the nuts and bolts of an encounter if he has to, no matter how long it takes to make sure that everybody is comfortable, you know, learning the fight or knowing what's expected yeah. of them in the That's fight. That's cool. So just and, kick him. And he started right. doing this, you know, telling me the little the subtleties between WoW and Final Fantasy one night on stream when I was watching him. And three hours had gone by, and I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I know more about Final Fantasy fourteen than I think I ever wanted to know because he's, he's sitting there explaining everything to yeah. me. And it's like, you know, so I got to give him a shout out. Um, because if you go to his stream and you have questions about stuff like that, He's the type of guy that will take the time to talk to you and, and help walk you through it. So I, I got to give cool. a shout out to him for doing that because, you know, my impatient nature sometimes comes into conflict with that. Because me, it's like, you know, it's just as easy. Don't stand in a fucking fire. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, Cap. Calm down, Cap. That was, yeah. I, I, I heard a bit more New York then. Yep. Yeah, well, you need, you need, you know when I'm really pissed off because sometimes because I've lived in the South for most of my life, but I was born in New Jersey. You know when I'm really being serious and when I'm really trying to get a point across, the the Jersey comes in. <laughs> if I'm if I'm really really fucking pissed off about something, the Jersey's really there. So and uh, just another shout out, just these two people because I know they've both been really going through the shit this week, Aliandris and Sarif, uh, two very good people. I don't know if you guys are, are in, um, Lex Rant's discord, but Sarif put some posts in there this week, you know, and we've all seen Allie's struggles on Twitter with stuff going on with her real world stuff. You know, both of these people, two great people that had just been really going through the shit this week. And I just want to tell them, you know, Hey, I love you guys in my own special way and just, you know, keep pushing through the blah to get through this other side, whatever you got to do. You know, you got, you got plenty of people out here that are in your corner that are rooting for you. Here, here. You know, absolutely. You guys definitely deserve it to get better sooner than later. Absolutely. All right, then. That brings us to the end of the Community Heroes. And as I said, we don't have any reviews or shout-outs this week, and that's absolutely fine. Uh, I'm sure there will be some there in the future. We've been uh, a little off track recently, but we, as I mentioned, I don't know if I said it on Twitter or if I said it on the Discord. Uh, we are back. We have got things scheduled, as I said earlier. We've now booked out the next three guests. So we are... Full burners, I'll go again. Oh, <laughs> yes, full go. Maybe that... so. <laughs> but that wraps it up for this week, folks. We will be back in another couple of weeks with another interview, another round of Community Heroes, and more from the gaming community. Until then, you can find us on Twitter. For the show, it's at Third Faction Show, which is the number three RD Faction Show. Or myself, Demetrinoth, on at D E M E T E R N O T H, 
or Brico is on at B-R-I-C-C-O-S-T-U-D. You can catch the live show when we do it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the third faction show. But do follow the Twitter account for announcements as when we go live, because at the moment we're keeping that on hiatus, just quite frankly, because my real life is so full on, not having to worry about the stream makes things a lot easier for me at the moment. Um, But for links on where else to find us, you can visit the website, which is www.thethirdfaction.com. Yes, I still do the WWWs. And you will also find the link to the Discord there. Because our Discord is up and running. So feel free to jump in there. Uh, We've had a lovely new member join us who came from the podcast to the Discord. Didn't find us anywhere else. Came straight through the podcast. That was amazing. Uh, And that was, I think it's Silent Storm. I may have, I hope I've got that name right. Uh, You can always email the show on the third faction show gmail.com and if you'd like to support the show you can do so at patreon.com slash the third faction show we will always be free but your support does help us cover the costs uh, of running the show and will enable us to bring you more in the future you can leave a review on your chosen podcast platform or at warcraftradio.com forward slash directory and if you don't want to leave a review the very best thing you can do is tell your friends about us We stand with the employees of Activision Blizzard King and their demands. End abuse in gaming. Remember folks, be kind to yourselves and each other.